Today's episode is sponsored by Bushbaum. We're so excited to let you guys know about Bushbaum's fall sale for their professionals from September 5th through the 11th. Receive $50 off for any purchase of $500 or more with code GET50 or buy $1,000 worth or more of product and receive $120 off with code GET120. This can be used even with our bundles. Get yours today at pros.bushbaum.com. What is up, you guys? You are listening to the Waxing Leos podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Mariah. And I'm Bree. And today we wanted to talk about expansion. Is it even right for you? What does it look like? Is it, When is it time? How much is it going to cost? Let's kind of like <laughs> dive into um, the expansion world. So I think the first question that, you know, that we have asked ourselves is like, is it time? Like, how do you know when you're ready yeah. to expand? And that's like, honestly, the roughest part um, is timing. Cause you're like, it's like, I don't know. I feel like Mo and I both expanded quickly. Yeah. Quicker than probably most people have or do or will or whatever. Yes. Um, and I, so I get the question like all the time because I think just of how quickly it was done. And I've also done it five times. Yeah. So I think people are just like, what the fuck? Like I feel like a lot of soloists almost see us and they're like, am I supposed to do that? Yes. Um, so maybe it's even knowing if it's right, like, should you even expand? And like, when I'm talking expand, I'm like, we're talking mainly about like buildings. Building, but adding But also someone. adding people. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's literally like when I have people ask me like, oh, how many times you expanded? I'm like, well, the building I've expanded, but like my business I've expanded multiple times more so. Yeah. Um. So I guess number one question is how do you know when it's time? And it's also like, what kind of expansion are you looking for? Are you looking at online, adding an online store that we people can pick up shit or are you thinking about adding retail in general that's yeah. expanding yeah. um are, more services taking services off adding someone um i think i'm just gonna go with like a cliche answer you never know <laughs> when yeah. it's right you never know you can pull all the reports and pull all these numbers all that you want but honestly at the end of the day those don't really always fucking matter yeah so I think for like you definitely never know but I will say this like if you see yourself eventually stepping away from taking mm -hmm. services then the only route you can go is to expand or pull your business another way if you guys yeah. listen to the episode with black label aesthetics um ashley she you know was kind of saying she doesn't know but she's offering coaching so like for instance maybe that's her route instead of services she's still in the industry but she's just offering you know one-on-one -on -one coaching yep. um so the other day I was like cleaning out my closet and I found my 2021 goals that I wrote in 2020. Aww. And so I'm going to read some to you. So this is when I was by myself. 2020 was my very first year in business. And um, I did hit actually all these goals. And I felt like it was really the universe's way of telling me like, hey, you did a good job. So here's my first goal. Find the perfect space for me. Um, something bigger and decor so cute and very me. And I feel like mm -hmm. rebel period. Um, I put, you know, be able to 
bring one person on to work under me or with me. And I brought that on in 2021. Mm-hmm. I brought Emily and Lindsay. So doubled it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then have an accountant was one of my goals. And I definitely <laughs> so have an accountant. Uh, that's super important. And that's another person that you can work with that can say, financially, yes or no. For sure. This would be like your route. This is your budget. Um, And then just like, for instance, I put a social media goal on here. I was like, gain 900 to 1,000 followers and be at 2,000 followers or or over by the end of 2021. Because I I had like none. I love these. And it's like, wow, now we're at like over Mm 5,000, which isn't a lot, but it's a lot for when you think about where I want to be. How many 5,000 people are. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I put in, make 120K in sales in 2021. Mm-hmm. And we did, you know, close to 300,000. Mm-hmm. So it's just wild. Like, yeah, holy fucking awesome. shit. Because every day, we and you have talked about it, you like beat yourself up. Like, I didn't do this. Yeah. I didn't get the to-do list done, right? Yeah. Well, and I also feel like, in your head, you set really unrealistic goals, yeah. but on paper, they're realistic. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, like seeing these goals and like going through and being like, wow, I exceeded all these goals is so special. So first and foremost, I want you guys to take a moment to write down your goals because this was so cool for me to like find and like keep and have. Yeah. Um Now, in terms of expansion, I knew I was ready when I was working seven days a week, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. And, like, physically knew that my body could not handle that. And personally, I also knew that I eventually would like to step away from doing services. I don't know about Brie, but, like— Yeah, I've—I don't know. I go back and forth. I think Mo and I are the same as it comes to being entrepreneurs. Um— like in our brains, how we see things, like the future, we see so far into the future. Because I think a lot of entrepreneurs kind of have this like only a year out mindset. I think of shit like 30 years from now, like I think of retirement and shit like that. Like I'm thinking super far ahead, which honestly I would highly recommend a lot of you guys do. I mean, obviously you do need to keep short-term shit in mind and like in the forefront of your brain, but Long-term shit is ideal. Like, even Mo said about her body. Like, are we going to be fucking able to do this shit? Well, you know, when we're fucking 10 50? years from like, now, yeah. Fuck, bro. My, my hands cramp now. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and this industry in general, I know you probably do see hairstylists and shit that, you know, they're 55 plus still doing hair. But this industry is hard on your body. Um, you know, just like athletes, you, athletes don't do shit until they're 60. They retire early. Yeah. Because we're doing... As much as people don't want to think we're doing a physically demanding job, we are. We're standing all day. We're using hunched our wrists. over. Yep, hunched over. We're not in a good posture. You know, shit like that. So, and it's exhausting <clears throat> uh, mentally, mentally. <laughs> to your spirit. Yes, yes. You know. Um. So yeah, I personally, in the same way with Mo, I think super long term. And how I see myself is like I'm gonna, you know, I don't want to necessarily sell the naked pineapple, but like if that opportunity came, or like. I would love to franchise out, have yeah. multiple of TMP because I would love to just spread what I already have curated all over. Yeah. Um, and I get messages all the time. People are like, oh, my God, I wish you were here. I wish you were there. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So, it's you know, it's like I obviously that gets added to my list. Um, but like for me personally, I obviously want to take 
clients as long as I can. Yeah, and same. I mean, I don't see myself stopping like next year. The for year sure, after, for sure. But definitely think of like you have to. You have to think about the big picture, okay? And so I think that right there would give you your answer. Especially yes. if you're solo. Yeah. Like if you're going out on your own. You can't be solo forever. No, there's you're only have so to many bring hours someone, in a day. Yeah, you're going to have to bring someone on at some fucking point. Yeah. And I talk to so many people where I'm like, who are business owners and they, you know, they have like a one room that they wax out of or whatever. And I'm like, I always am like, so what's your like end goal? Like I have a client right now. She owns a place, um, well, like 40 minutes from me. And I, she's pregnant right now. And so I was like, so what's your plan? Like you're going to bring someone on? Or like, what are you, what are you going to do? And she's like, um, no, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, but you need to think long-term. Like you already have a child. Now you're going to become another, like a new mom because her daughter's like eight or nine. So I'm like, you're going to have to go through all that again. Being a new mom, you don't have the time to be a business owner like you think. Yeah. So like, I mean, yeah, or especially if you're taking clients. So that's like why I was like, I was really telling her, I'm like, even if you just sub-rented, like how Ashley's doing, yep. um, even if you just sub-rented, just get that off your plate. Yeah. Then you're not technically like an employer, but you know, I mean. It still covers the rent yeah, of the place. Yeah, it's a at passive least. income. Yeah. So, I mean, like in my, that's why Mo and I, I think we both have expanded so quickly is because that's like where we know that's our yeah. end goal. Yeah, we're on that train track. Yeah, so I'm going to do it in baby steps as I can now. Plus, right. like, also, I mean, like, how you added Emily on super quick. I added Emma on super quick because I trusted them. And it was almost like it's better to have somebody you really, really trust as, like, your little stepping stone. Yeah. Because <laughs> it makes it a lot easier. Because obviously, Mo and I both have had, like, waves with hiring and sh- firing and shit already. Yeah. In our expansions. And, um, I mean... But having it super smooth in the very beginning does help. So, like, it does help. But uh, listen, super smooth, we mean like not as smooth at yeah, all. Not, no, like yeah. you don't know let's what the be, fuck you're let's doing. Let's be realistic. But having having someone that you don't necessarily have to like worry about, yeah, is helpful. Yeah. Um, so you know, this episode is about expansion. So let's say like you've really dug deep in your heart and like you're, you're, you're like ready. yes, okay. So. Mm, Here's the thing. You can expand in one of two ways. Like Brie did, you can expand your space. That's what I did as well. Mm-hmm. Or you can expand by sub-renting your space and or bringing on another person. And I want you to be very careful when you think about bringing on another person because when you bring on someone else, you then have to decide, are they going to be a 1099 employee, which is not an employee, Okay. There's technically still a subcontractor, yeah. A subcontractor means you cannot tell them what to do, okay? You can't tell them the that they have to wax this exact way or do this facial this exact way. They're a subcontractor. A W-2, you can tell them, yes, you have to do it this way. There's rules. There's consequences, okay? Mm-hmm. If the IRS finds out that you have misclassified an employee, they will come for everything you have made. So make that decision very first and foremost. Um, I just recently learned about all that shit and it's like terrifying. So I'm passing this on to you. It's scary. (sighs) Brie does 1099s because they all pay booth rent. Yeah. So why, yes, there's like... I do both. I have a, I have commission and booth rent. But so like, okay, for but the people that are... But they're all 1099. They're all 1099. Right. 
of course she has pineapple rules like they have to keep the common areas clean and Mm -hmm, stuff like that mm -hmm. and you can implement that to your subcontractors but brie technically can't i can't tell them what services they can and can't 99 Mm -hmm. yeah i can't tell them what services they can and can't offer you can't control their schedule no not at all um i also like can't technically control what they charge yep we all charge the same but i technically can't tell them what to do like yeah we all have like an agreement type shit but also um there's some there's a lot of stuff that you can do that i think a lot of people don't realize like i can tell them like how they have to keep their room yes uh because they're renting my it. building yes so i am the landlord but um because i think there's like one chick that i'm that messaged me and she was like i'm so fucking pissed i booth rent at the salon and they're telling me that i can't paint and i can't do this and i'm like yeah, just like if they you were renting, if you were renting in a fucking apartment and they have a no painting rule, then there you go. Yeah, you can't like tile a wall. Yeah, or it's something. no fucking different, bro. Um, but yeah, so definitely, uh, like if you are looking into it, talk with an attorney or an accountant. Yeah, and really get that in like how that shit works because in the salon world. A lot of people don't follow those rules. And um, listen, so- it takes one angry employee to fuck you. Yeah. Okay? One person that's like, hey, uh, I'm a tattle on you because you pissed me off. And mm-hmm. she's been telling me what to do. And then they miswrote me and I should have been a W2. And then yeah. you fucked. Mm-hmm. So also, like, a lot of salons don't follow rules correctly when it comes to like a W2 or a 1099. So, like, for example, I have. A chick that, uh, I'm trying to, were this so this, if a salon owner (laughs) listens to this podcast, she won't like be like, that was, that's my salon. Um, but for example, they have, I'm not going to say what day, but they're closed on this day, but it's mandatory meetings Mm -hmm. for even 1099ers. But you can't do that for 1099ers. You fucking can't. And cannot be mandatory. She's she's 1099ing these girls' commission. And requires them. And if they don't show up to that mandatory meeting, she takes $100 off their pay. And you can't do that. That's so fucking illegal. Yeah. Um. And like, yeah, one of my clients works there and she was telling me about it. I'm like, bitch, you know that's illegal, right? Like, she can't even fucking tell you to do that at all. No. And then I have another chick that works at another salon that was like, yeah, she makes me um spend like three hours a day on social media. And I'm like, are you getting compensated for it? Like, because yeah. she, like, so like, she's not allowed to book clients in that block to do that social media. Yeah. Bitch, what? Yeah. Like, downtime is one thing and being like, yo, I would really like you to post shit. Like, you I tell that with my girl. things. Yes. But to literally block out some bitch's time and be like, this is a time you're working for me. No, you can, you legally cannot do that unless you're like supplementing their pay. Yeah. So you need to pay them hourly for that time they're doing that. Or if they're a subcontractor, then they need to write you an invoice and you need to pay it. Yeah. So Um, just think about that, okay? That is so important. No one told me that and I had a mental breakdown about it and I went down the rabbit hole Mm -hmm. until I talked to my CPA and she talked me off the ledge and like everything's fine. But like that's super serious. And you also don't want to like get... two or three years in and you have these people and then let's say you find all this out and then you have to restructure your whole business. Yeah. That can make people, people leave or stay, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, and like that's, that's serious. So, so let's talk about, about that. building expansions. Yeah. So now we've talked about people, whether or not you're ready for people. Now let's talk about like, cause that's really not, that's not super financially like concerning bringing on another person no it's not super scary any if anything you're making more money yeah um now let's talk about like 
expanding your space. Yeah. So I got a loan out for mine. Yeah. So my, I did a loan through my builders. Mm -hmm. So I didn't like go to the bank or anything because I didn't qualify for one because I had only been in business for a year. Yeah. Well, not even a year. I was not even in business. I was in business for eight months. So that fucking sucked for me. Um, so because it was only eight months, that's not too much time. You don't qualify for a lot of things. Like, uh, even just like a credit card. Yeah. A business credit card's hard to get. Because you got to have that history. Yep. So I technically had like no credit built up for my business just for me. So I did get a business credit card based off of my, like me, my credit score. And then I've been building that. So now I can qualify for a loan because I've been in business for over two years. Yeah. The other thing you could do to get business credit is I bought my first hydro machine Mm -hmm. off my business credit and that helped. Um, I've bought a couple machines now, like the Oxygen Dome, and then I just bought another Hydro Glow machine. And I just financed it through my business credit to help build that. For sure, yep. Um, Um, I ended up buying, like, my salon chairs and all that shit, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, if you're, say you're just only going to be doing aesthetics and you don't have that, um, not even just equipment, but you like your table, like, say if you ended up getting, like, a really fucking expensive table, you can finance it. Like, I know... um, Earthlight massage tables or whatever, they have business financing. So you can And do I that. mean, I know a lot of people are like, oh, don't take out loans. But listen, like if this is your dream and your goal, <laughs> like I mean, there was no way that I was gonna be able to like pop off with thirty thousand dollars <laughs> to like renovate a space, supply every room and like and do hope all it, of hope that. It does well. Yeah. And you make your money back. So um anyway, yeah. So I was like eight months in, so I ended up just doing so I so technically I was one room inside of a gym first. That was like 300 a month, nothing crazy or whatever. They had like, it was like one whole side of that gym was like physical therapists and shit. And then they were getting bought out, which is kind of what pushed me to expand before I was even fucking ready, like change building wise. Yeah. And then my best friends ended up buying another gym in town and I kind of wanted to be in a gym. I don't know why. I thought it just like worked well. <laughs> um, anyway, it was, it actually did not help my business, but yeah. I digress. Um, so I ended up moving into theirs and they gave me a spin room, put in three rooms, whatever. So like I paid for that out of pocket. That construction though was only like five grand. Yeah. So that's a smaller scale. Like Mo and I now have like whole ass buildings. Yeah. So like if you're like thinking of expanding like a little baby kind of expansion like I did, I mean, I think, and I had to put up a wall when Emily came, and so that was, like, two grand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. But what I was going to say is now that I was in my building and that needed to be, I needed room. So Mm -hmm. um, one really important thing I learned was uh, you need a lawyer, okay? You need to have (laughs) someone you can call. On a retainer. (laughs) And don't be afraid to negotiate. I asked for these for this to be built and so the way that I got my expansion done was I negotiated the build out in my lease with my landlords that's how mine is so then they were going to charge me like 1500 a month for rent and now it's 19 mm-hmm. because it includes that and I knew that that was still within my budget mm-hmm. and that way you don't have to pay out all, you know 10 G's yeah. or whatever 20 G's to like out pay front. and get it done and then you have to like monitor these people yep, and like fucking yep. all that shit yeah you don't want to be a general contractor <laughs> and so I hate like negotiating but it really taught me a valuable lesson like to negotiate and advocate for myself and oh, like oh for sure you know and it's just and the other thing too is like 
it's business. Yeah. Like if your landlord is an actual landlord, they won't see it as you being a bitch or anything. They're really, like, oh, they're just doing business. Yeah. Because I think as females, that's like our biggest concern is like, we don't want to piss anyone off. Well, you know, I think my landlord definitely like doubted me when he first met me because the first Same. lease that he sent me, he like if the AC was going to go out, it was in there that I would have to like pay for yep. it. And like crazy shit like that. And that's that. another reason you should get an attorney is to yes. read the fucking lease. My attorney like helped read it and he was like, so that means this. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. And so then once my attorney kind of talked to them, like we all were on a group call. It was mm-hmm. so fucking official. Um, They took me way, they take me way more seriously now. Yeah. They kind of just were like, oh, okay, like here you go, cute, you cute little bitch. girl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. um, so, you nope, know. I feel that too. And for attorneys, I don't know how all attorneys work because I had never worked with the one. But what happens is they charge you like per phone call by the hour or whatever. So like mm-hmm. me and this man never met face to face, but he was really nice. And then when everything was said and done and I had signed my lease, he sent me like an invoice for the amount of time yes. that he had spent. So that again, that's not something that I had to like pay every time we talked or up front. Yeah. So most of the time, did you pay a retainer? No. That's so that's not normal. So most of the time with my attorney, dad knew this guy though. Oh, so I think that's, that's why. why. Okay. So most of the time if you guys go out and get an attorney, ask what their retainer is. Obviously, like if they're a really good attorney, most of the time it's pretty high. So what you'll do is you'll get well, a it's pretty high. <clears throat> like twenty five hundred. God grand. damn. Oh my yeah. god. So I got lucky. Yeah. So most attorneys are that way. So what you'll do is you'll put down that amount of money. So like I have a good relationship with mine, so my retainer's a thousand. Mm-hmm. So if I tell her, I'm like, hey, here's something that I want to like go through, I want to talk to you about, whatever. She's like, all right, sends me an invoice for a grand, I pay her, blah, blah, blah. So what that does is that's like putting down a deposit, right? So you're putting down a deposit, and then like how Mo did, she had like conversations, blah, blah, blah. She's getting charged for that. So what they'll do is they'll charge you for like every phone call, every email, all that shit that they're doing, any investigation. Say mm-hmm. they're reading the contract, they're going to write down how long they spent reading it. Revising. Yeah. He sent me like revisions mm-hmm. and stuff. So they're going to break all that down. And then your retainer that, this is like the norm, obviously not how Mo did it. But the norm is the retainer. So like say if I paid her $1,000, she's only charging me five fifty. She'll send me back the other amount. Got it. So it is like a deposit. So still like yeah. not a bad investment. Or and... you can tell them, like say you like them a lot. Yeah. Like I'm assuming you'll use that guy moving forward. Definitely. He's so super nice. So for me, like for my attorney who I love, um, so like she's only billed me like 500 or whatever, so just hypothetically. It's been more than that. Yeah. Um, but hypothetically, say so she, uh, whatever, I can tell her, I'm like, oh, because you get the option, do you want the refund or do you want to keep that on retainer? Yeah, just keep it on retainer, bitch. So I always keep... That's I'm going to need, that's I'm gonna need I, like, that call. If you ever... Just if anybody's like thinking about it, like the old school movies where they're like, well, my, I got my lawyer on a retainer. Like, yeah. Or like they'll say it in rap songs and shit. Like that's what they're meaning. Like yeah. I've got my lawyer already paid, ready to go type and, shit. And again, I think this is important because I had never know. I didn't know yeah. about any of this, guys. And like having all of these things set up protects you in the end for your expansion. I would have been so fucked had I not hired that lawyer and then expanded in that space. Mm. And then the fucking, uh, you know, AC went out and then I'm paying for an AC unit for a building that I'm renting yeah, from? Are you that. fucking kidding fuck me? That. 
Um, So yeah, like when you're ready, I knew I was ready to expand my space because I was in such a small space. Mm -hmm. Um, And I knew eventually I wanted to quit doing services and I knew I wanted to eventually bring people in. And so this all comes full circle back to what is your ultimate goal? I think a lot of people see Mo and I now. And so they don't realize that we started off in like one little room. One closet. (laughs) <laughs> literally it was a closet literally smaller than a bedroom yep um but yeah so we that's how we've been able to honestly that's how i've been able to do it so quickly too is because i didn't bite off more than i could chew right when i started yes i think a lot of people do that i see people who will be like renting these fucking solo salon suites girl you know that's how much, a lot of spots to fill you know well the so the solo salon i don't know if you have those here mm-hmm. i'm sure you have something yeah we do so the solo salon for it was like a. uh I think it's nine by ten room or mm-hmm. nine by eleven room They're or whatever. Almost a thousand, F- bro. Literally, like the ones up in the newer ones, twelve hundred a month. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And like I just said to you guys, I literally was renting a one little room inside of a gym that was like it's a locally owned gym. People have to walk by it to get to the locker rooms. Yep. It was three hundred dollars a month. My first one was four fifty. So it's like d- yeah. do your fucking research. Don't just be like, yep. I'm gonna go and spend a thousand fucking dollars a month when you ain't got clients. And go with your gut. Um, like I said in a previous episode, my landlords were showing me a new space and it was an opportunity to grow. I could yeah. have 10 rooms, but I didn't feel like in my heart it wasn't that right. now's the right time or the right space. So really trust your intuition. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I hope that you take some of our advice, look into some of these things um, and really write your goals down, okay? That's going to wrap up today's episode and we will catch the vibe next time. Peace.